0: From Washington, I'm David Schultz, and this is Talking Tax. Remember three months ago when it took the House four days and 15 grueling ballots to elect Kevin McCarthy as its Speaker? Though it may feel like things have settled down since then, that moment in American politics is still having effects on Capitol Hill. Take, for example, our guest today, Representative Mike Kelly. The Republican from Northwestern Pennsylvania is now the chairman of the House Ways and Means Subcommittee that handles tax policy. But he told Bloomberg tax reporter, Samantha Handler, that his subcommittee has gotten off to a really slow start and that could have ramifications for tax policy throughout this year and next. Samantha spoke to Representative Kelly in his Capitol Hill office and she asked him about his priorities now that he has control of the gavel. And his first response to her basically says it all, oversight.
1: I think the purpose of our committee is more of an oversight, uh, and I think it's critical to have right now, and I, f- I would find this necessary. I really wish that in order to run for this public office, you have to graduate in the private sector. Been in private business for quite a few years, and having, <laughs> when we did Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, I made a, a, a comment one night, we were going through it. I said, you know, there's like four years, I didn't pay a penny in tax. And they all turned and looked at me and said, you're kidding me. How did you get away with that? Mm-hmm. I said, we lost money that year. <laughs> because we pay taxes on profits we don't pay taxes on losses but we still dive into things like wage taxes and all these other things that even in a loss situation those taxes are still due and they have to be paid it doesn't matter whether you're in the red or or the black uh, but there's a disconnect there's a disconnect we constantly keep thinking that there is no ending to this crazy spending
2: so when you talk about oversight and the funding for the irs um Is that, do you want to look at the $80 billion in new funding that um, was given to the IRS in the Inflation Reduction Act? I know you have the IRS funding accountability bill.
1: I just think that when it comes to, when we get elected by people and we're sent here, and I always like the term representative and not congressman, uh, we all represent about three-quarters of a million people. I just think that being on this committee gives us a chance to better serve the people who sent us here. So my my position is that uh, has always been that you know the, the the whatever you can do that has the best uh, the best intentions are, are there, but also have the best results. That's that's what you want to do. And I just think that you know looking into all of this as we go forward, there's such a disconnect now, uh, and the idea that well, you can keep building debt and building debt and building debt and building debt and not worry about it. Uh, well, I've, years ago, people said, "Why this is not fair to do to our." Our grandchildren. I said, "Hell, this isn't fair to do to our children and us." What, right? They're here right now. Though this does give us an opportunity to do some policy that actually works in the best interest of the American people.
2: So, would your first hearing then be IRS focus? Is that something you want to do?
1: Yeah. You know, uh, David Schweiker and I sit beside each other, and I have said to him, uh, you know, while we've been came into the situation right now, we're in a very slim majority. Uh, he has a different approach to things. David and I, when we talk about these things, you know, he's a chart guy. He can make up all these different charts. I mean, he amazes me. And when he and I talk up here, he said, well, you know, let's, let's, he always uses these hands and things. He goes, let's, let's see what we can do together. I said, yeah, that's why I wanted to talk to you. And then he's funny about it uh, because he says, I like the way sometimes the way you bring it down to everyday people. And I said, well, you know what? You're the guy that, that has all these different ideas. and you, You're a chartist. You, you were able to find these things that people look at and say, yeah, I get that now. I get that. So I, I think what we look at is, is every phase of what's going on right now, especially in the, in the tax world, mm-hmm. whether it's the IRS or however, however we're, uh, we're, we're gauging it that day. Uh, there's just so much power that goes unchecked. And the oversight is business, that's our business mm-hmm. to make sure that the people we represent are being represented properly and are not afraid to ask the hard questions and are not afraid to prod people for answers. And I think that's the best way for us to be because we can be the guardians of freedom in a lot of different ways. But you have to be, uh, I'm not going to say brave enough, it's not brave enough, maybe it's stupid enough, to say, I'm, you know what, I'm not going to sit back, I'm not going to let it happen. Well, now we've been in, in the majority uh, only a couple of months, but to the American people, it's like, you guys had a shot and you didn't do anything. When I go home right now, people ask me, when, when are you all going to ever do anything? So we've tried to, we've had a couple hearings, one in Oklahoma another one over in West Virginia. Uh, we're trying to get out into the public so the public can see that we're going out to them. They don't have to come here. So
2: No timeline yet for when? Uh. Well, we don't have a time, well,
1: We don't have a timeline right now because we really haven't been given a timeline. Uh, one of the things, well, uh, with a new chair in there, uh, and they're making their way up, uh, we have... Uh, what we're doing is waiting to see when it is that our being in the different different positions, it becomes beneficial to the committee and that we can actually work forward. So that really what we're going to be able to do, a lot of it's going to come from the chairman, mm-hmm. uh, but I think what we do, we've given, we handed in lists of things that we think are priority. Uh, both David has done it, I've done it, every member of the committee has done it on our side of what it is that you're looking for. And if you're in one of the subcommittees, which way do you want to go with your subcommittee? And the, Part of where that we have a difficulty right now, we haven't really been able to build up our team yet, so we're still hiring people. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not do- I don't do that; it's done by the chairman of the committee. So, but mm-hmm. everybody I've ever talked to that's come here to serve in that capacity, mm-hmm. it's some really smart people.
2: Mm-hmm. So the committee's still getting set up, but you know I'm interested. You mentioned this list. You know what's what's top of your list for this subject yeah,
1: You know what? Oh, yeah. One of the things that I really like was the opportunity zones. And, and, you know, the, uh, the district that I live in is part of Erie, Pennsylvania. Erie, Pennsylvania, with their their program that they put together in the opportunity zones, is the template. It's the one that worked. Uh, and I have to constantly people want to go up and see it. They want to talk to the people that, that actually put it together. Why did they pick that zone and not, not over something else? And what it really came down to was what... Uh, What's its true value to us? Oh, not in, in the short run, but also in the long run. So the opportunities, when we take a look at that, we want to look at, I, I'm really amazed that we haven't had more of an outcry on the LIFO, accounting method, right? Uh, so people say, well, why are you only doing that because you're a car dealer? I said, no, I'm, I'm only doing it because it's really affecting us right now. Uh, and you, if you look at the implications of why did we do LIFO to begin with? And it was back in the 80s when we had an oil shortage. And we had to we had look at the way we, we, we bank things, right? Uh, and it was all, we were using all foreign oil.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: We have been working on this for almost three years, trying to get an answer from the Treasury. What about this? This is a LIFO issue. Why are we not getting it uh, the credit for it the way it was initially thought of? And they said, well, we're really not sure yet. And I said, what are you really not sure of? Because I know what you're really not sure of. You're not sure that you can let people who were in business and profitable and use the life of accounting method to actually work for them. And you keep hearing from people, well, that happened way back in the 80s. And it doesn't really apply to today. I said, "What well, doesn't apply to today because you need the revenue.
2: Well, and then I actually saw some auto dealers. Um, Blake Moore was Congressman Blake Moore was taking them in and out of Jason Smith's office. Chairman Smith's office yesterday, Oh yeah. Um, and the Senate passed uh, LIFO unanimously at the end of last year. I mean, do you want to see the House take up that bill?
1: Yeah, yeah, of course. We've been working on it for over two years. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything that's been harder to get attention to in more more conversations back and forth and written in both uh, or on the phone. And I'm trying to figure out, so what is it that you're trying to determine? Look, I, I appreciate the fact that the Senate has done something. I appreciate the fact that uh, people come in to talk to him. What I don't appreciate is that it's all been talk. There's been no issuance of what's, how it's going to be handled. So I, I think the idea, if, if you let it go long enough, if you leave it to sit parked with the motor running, at some point somebody's going to come out and say, hey, do you know your motor's running, uh, and do you really want to go anywhere, or should I shut it off? So most of this stuff is great trim. You know, It looks great. It looks great. Oh, boy, they're, they're handling it. They're doing it. There's been no, there's been no determination. The action really isn't coming up with a positive result, or if it's a negative result, saying, you know what, we're not going to do it. And then the, then the next question is, so why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? So anyways.
2: But Congress could do something.
1: Yeah, but it's hard to do. It's hard to do. You know, you talked earlier about we're in the majority. Mm-hmm. It's razor thin. Right. It's razor thin, and not everybody came here to legislate. A lot came here to become movie stars. Uh, which is really hard for me to look at, because I do look at who makes all these remarks, and then I turn right away, I said, can I see their resume? So a lot of it is look like, okay, I get it, I get it. They're not serious about getting this done, or they don't understand the issue, or how it's going to affect, affect the American people.
2: And on your Opportunity Zones bill that would improve that tax incentive, uh, are there plans to reintroduce that this year?
1: Yeah, I think I'd like to see it, because it made sense. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, are the thing, that's the thing. And I look at that piece of legislation and the impact that had on our nation was incredible. And trying to pick it apart because it didn't do this or it didn't do that or this part's gonna expire, I think we need to look at those expiration dates and say we need to extend all this because we've had a very positive effect on it. And when, when people's property goes up in value, revenue goes with it. And so, again, working in the US government and looking how we are really unable to pay our bills unless we borrow a lot from other people, um, that's the first indication that you better get your house in order.
2: So can we expect to see that a team effort between you and Congressman Schweikert on things like being a watchdog for the IRS?
1: Absolutely, uh, I think that is our whole thought process. And you know, I'd like to see, we'll, we'll do combined things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe I can do it on Tuesday and he can do it on Wednesday or vice versa.
2: To bring it back to tax policy briefly, yeah. um, so are you saying then that the concern among you and Congressman Schweiker and Aring- and Congressman Arrington is more on spending and cutting spending rather than pushing tax policy this Congress?
1: Well, but spending is all based on tax policy. the 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 funding for everything that we do comes from taxes mm-hmm. that we ask people to pay, and uh, it's amazing to me. I hear people always concerned. I'm concerned when they talk about tax cheats, and uh, my question, my answer. Think back, and it was, what about the people that aren't cheats? Should we be looking at them and thinking they're part of the problem? I, I, I'm just the opposite on it. I think we have to do so much more to protect our taxpayers. Uh, and then the other thing is I think we have to do, uh, as an institution, we have to make sure that every single penny that we get from taxpayers gets spent the right way. So that's the issue, and I think we keep talking, well, why do we do this? Why? The oversight is there to protect our citizens. It should never be about our party. It should be about our people.
0: That was Representative Mike Kelly, a Republican from Pennsylvania, speaking with Bloomberg Taxes Samantha Handler. And that's it for today's podcast. You can find up to the news and latest tax and accounting developments at our website, news.bloombergtax.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergtax.com. Today's Talking Tax is produced by myself, David Schultz. Rachel Daigle is our editor. Our executive producer is Josh Block. From Washington, I'm David Schultz. Thanks for listening.
3: Hello, podcast listeners. If you don't already know On the Merits, our weekly podcast devoted to legal and government news, it's a show that features the very best of Bloomberg Law and Bloomberg Government, newsrooms that boast among the largest number of credentialed journalists in DC. When you listen to On the Merits, you'll hear about the groundbreaking developments in the courts, in Congress, and in the alphabet soup of federal agencies that run Washington and our nation. Our show is by and about legal and government policy nerds, and we say that lovingly. It's a nerd's eye view of what professionals in the legal and government space need to know. But you do not have to be a nerd to listen. Check out our show on the merits and find new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find our archive of shows at news.bloomberglaw.com podcasts.